0: Hello, my name is Triana Toledo. Hi, I'm Emily Groom. And today we'll be discussing chapters twenty-one to the end of Frankenstein.
1: Um, I think we should start out with a summary
0: okay.
1: of the chapters, and so it starts out with freighter, yeah, Victor, and he's accused of murder after showing up on this island. Um, he was basically accused of a really brutal crime of strangling, um, a man. But when he finds out it's his friend Serval, um, he becomes very, like, very, very ill. Um, when he's proven innocent, his father comes to pick him up and take him home. With the monster's um, threat in mind, he remembers that he needs to, like, protect his family. So he carries guns around him, and he's always ready to, like, protect himself. And also very, very paranoid. Um he then becomes married to Elizabeth after, I think it was 10 days. Yeah. And Yeah. And so after that, he goes and visits a lake with his new wife, Elizabeth. And on the night of their honeymoon, um, uh, the monster kills Elizabeth. And Victor is just totally, totally ruined. Um, after this, Victor declares his whole life to find and kill the monster he swears on revenge or like vengeance and just wants to like kill the monster more than anything and that's kind of where um he meets his like death or his doom because um the more he searches for the monster the more ill he becomes um at the end of the, the like the book he ends up um meeting walton which we first met at the beginning of the novel and walton um helps him kind of search for that monster before he dies
0: okay so we will be moving on to question one which is what is your final judgment of victor and why so i think that my final judgment of victor was In the beginning, well, he was intelligent, ambitious, and caring, but then towards the end of the book, he became self-absorbed and arrogant, and that's basically because every time one of his family members or close friends dies, he knows that he's, like, indirectly killed him, but he doesn't really do anything about it. Like, he doesn't really prevent their deaths, because he, one, kept the creature's existence a secret, and he didn't... up. He didn't stand up for Justine when she was being executed, even though she was innocent.
1: Okay, well, for me, I kind of disagree with that a little bit, because I think that both Victor and his creation are very, like, I feel like they're good people. Um, I feel like Victor just is wrapped up with good intentions and just doesn't know how to act on them. I mean, he definitely does make some... Um, iffy decisions throughout the novel but i feel like he um he try he definitely tries to be a good person and i feel like with the creature i feel like he's definitely a good person and he wants he doesn't want to become like a Mm -hmm. villain you know he um he even states at like the end of the novel about how he's like just horrified with what he's become and honestly um he said he's, like, because his creator is dead, he's now ready to go die, basically. His life has been fulfilled.
0: Yeah, I think that... I I agree that um, the monster is kind of a good person who makes bad choices, but then at the end of the novel, you said that, like, Victor becomes so, like, keen on revenge and that's the thing that over like overtakes him but it's ironic how victor becomes the one thing that he feared which is the monster because they both wanted revenge and victor's revenge is killing the monster and the monster's revenge is um, making victor um
1: yeah they both suffer. got what they wanted
0: yeah it's just victor died before he knew that the monster yeah. would kill himself um i just and when, like, the oh, monster
1: ahead. was sorry when the monster was talking to Walton, I feel like it was kind of a very very important scene because it kind of like demonstrates how all the monster really wanted was love, and I feel like that's how kind of everyone in the world is. I mean, if we were deprived of love and just like isolated from the entire world, I feel like we would all go through extraordinary measures to do to to get back what we rightfully deserve,
0: yeah. I think that isolation can just drive us insane, as shown by Victor and the monster. Like Yeah, that, for sure. Yeah, and even in the beginning of the novel, Victor was so caught up in his work that he isolated himself from his family and, like, connection to the outside world. And he just, like, deprived himself. And then when he finished creating the monster, he became, like, ill for 10 months. So Yeah. I
1: feel like that was kind of... Um self-brought on because he because, like, he was he just kind of ignored his entire health and dedicated his whole life to vengeance on this stupid character so wait, did it stop, Joanna? No. Oh, sorry.
0: Okay, but, um yeah, Victor I'd say he goes through a lot of change like for example, I I Like, he's kind of, I would say, scared or, like, a coward for, you know, not taking on his responsibilities for, um...
1: Yeah, telling others.
0: Yeah, caring for the monster. Yeah,
1: for sure.
0: But at the same time, he's kind of, like, I wouldn't want to say, like, prideful, but he thinks that he can, like, play with the dead and that's what... Else. Yeah,
1: I feel like he definitely underestimated the the abilities of natural science.
0: Yeah, like, it's, it's dead for a reason, so... Yeah. Okay, now we'll be going on to our second question, which is, what does this novel invite us to do or think moving forward? So, basically, I think this novel shows us uh, that... Too much knowledge or too much ignorance can be bad and cause our own destruction. Um, But it also shows us, like, to not take our ambitions too far and to carry out our responsibilities because there's definitely, like, a line that has to be drawn um, with ambition. Um, And also, I think that being too consumed in one's pride and not knowing the consequences... uh, can make the situation work, I mean, worse, and even blind us with overwhelming emotions.
1: Um, yeah, I kind of disagree on the theme. I think, um, this novel kind of leads us to believe that isolation can cause anyone to do crazy things. And I think that's kind of proved between Victor and the monster throughout the novel. I mean, when the monster's separated from people, he is, like, chaotic and, um, tries to get victor to create a second monster but when he doesn't he literally goes through great lengths to prove like what he needs is important and also get revenge on his creator i feel like with victor he also proves this theme by going through extraordinary lengths to try and get back at his monster after everyone he loves is gone i think that it kind of shows how when we're isolated and um, separated from our loved ones or even denied of love in itself, I think it proves that um, we as hum- humans would go through any extraordinary length to get back what we once had. Uh,
0: I mean, like, I agree with that, but I think, like, I don't think it's just one theme, though, because there's yeah, there's sure. many I mean, themes in this book, normal. and yes, uh, isolation can, like, what you said, like, drive us um, to, like, insanity, I guess you can say, or um, take over us. Um, I do think that it's, like, everything in one.
1: Because, yeah, for
0: sure. Yeah, like, um, over here in the letters, or not letters, but in the beginning of the book, um, Victor warns Walton about the dangerous of knowledge it says learn from me if not by my precepts at least by my example how dangerous is the acquirement of knowledge and how much happier the man is who believes his native town to be the world than he who aspires to become greater than his nature will allow so it's like yeah i
1: think that's also an important i think i mean there's definitely multiple um themes within this novel i just
0: um you're just focusing on the isolation yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I
1: think the reason why I'm so focused on the isolation factor of this novel is because it's shown between both um, Victor and the monster, and I feel like it's kind of important because it, it like sh- basically drives them at the end of the novel. Each one is focused on a different factor.
0: Yeah, like.
1: But I think it is definitely important that 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 Mary Shelley decided to add that like factor of knowledge in there at the very beginning of the novel I think it's important that like
0: like it's a warning
1: yeah almost at the very beginning of the novel she starts it out with him being like knowledgeable I think that's kind of a warning because like normally when an author starts out a novel it's very important on what they say so um it's almost like symbolic of what can happen in the future
0: yeah Oh, so it was like, okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah. I th- yeah. yeah, I think that, um, well, basically, there's like another theme in this. It's basically like, you know, um, s- stop trying to seek too much knowledge because over here, Victor, um, you know, he wanted, <laughs> he wanted to learn the secrets of nature and that's just going way too far. And obviously, I feel not. Like
1: there's secrets for a reason too, I feel like. Um, there are some things in this world that are not meant to be found or discovered by human beings.
0: Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, there's like another quote that says, Seek happiness and tranquility and avoid ambition, even if it be only the apparently innocent one of distinguishing <laughs> dis- <laughs> yourself in science and discoveries.
1: Well, I think that ambition is a good thing too. It can be, it can either lead to your demise or also lead to like exactly where you want to go. I mean, having a good am- about ambition. Yeah. I think that ambition is can also be a good thing because, like, I mean, of course, like if there's too much of anything, it can lead to a person's demise. But I feel like the right amount of ambition can lead a person exactly where they want to go.
0: Yeah, like like at the end of the novel, um, when. Victor ends his story about you know how the knowledge and ambition and creating the creature caused him his own like um, downfall I guess and how Walton wants to turn back on his exploration um, yeah Victor's like oh why would you do that when you could uh, return as heroes or you know he says that yeah. so that's it's like, He's saying that you shouldn't give up necessarily, but you should learn that too much of it will cause... Well, I think
1: that's, like, with everything, you know, too much of one thing is never a good thing. I mean, too much of cookies will lead to diabetes. (laughs) I mean...
0: You just have to be, like, aware.
1: Yeah, you have to be um, consciously, like, consciously thinking about how this one thing can affect you in the long run, and I think that's kind of where victor misses out in a lot of things because he misses out when he first created creates the monster he misses out on that idea when he's trying to create the second monster i mean he thinks about the human race but he also doesn't think about how it can affect his family And i think that's really important because he doesn't think about it and then ends up with his whole family dead and he's surprised at what happened
0: yeah yeah i okay i agree that he uh, cares for his uh family and he's tried to, like, care for everyone else in the world. But the thing is, the one thing that he didn't really think about was the creature's feelings. Like, yeah. like he completely ignored him. and.
1: I mean, you gave, you gave the creature a human brain. The creature's gonna have human feelings.
0: Yeah, he, he has a heart still. Because as soon as the creature, like, I would guess so, born, I guess, and he uh, made him alive... Uh, mm-hmm. He thought he was, like, so ugly, and he just judged him based off his appearance and and completely disregarded I like him.
1: That's kind of how it relates to society as well. I mean, if we see, so like, our first instinct as human beings is to see some something and judge it. I mean, when you see something, you automatically, it's your fight or flight reflex. And so if you think something's a negative, going to be a negative influence on your life, of course you're going to, like, judge that thing you know and i feel like that's kind of how we are with human beings too i mean your look is your like how we perceive you at the first instance because we can't see personality you know yeah so i feel like that's kind of how it relates to society is we see frankenstein or we see the creature and we freak out we also see something we might not agree with and we freak out i feel like that's just human nature
0: yeah but the thing is um Like, I get how everyone just judges someone based on their appearance. Like, when you're little, if you see someone that's pretty, you immediately want to make friends with them or something. Yeah. But the thing is, um, uh, when the monster takes in Victor and, like, talks about how he has suffered and Victor listens to him, even though he um, listened to the creature saying that, oh, I've suffered more than you think, Victor still basically judges him on his appearance and doesn't even take consideration of his feelings. Like, he's still ignorant towards the monster.
1: Yeah, I I definitely think um, Victor made some wrong choices. I mean, that whole example almost dehumanizes um, the creature because when Victor completely denies his experiences, it's just completely wrong. I mean... The creature has been through more than Victor will ever imagine. Just completely denied of human touch, human love, human interaction at all, and I don't think Victor understands that.
0: I don't. I don't think Victor was ready for parenthood. That's that's just what happened. <laughs>
1: yeah, for sure.
0: Okay, so now we'll be moving on to our quotes, and Emily, you can go first.
1: Okay, so my quote is on page two twenty two, and I think it's kind of important. So he, uh, this is Victor. He says, "During the day, I was sustained and inspired, in, in in by the hope of night for sleep. I saw my friends, my wife, my beloved country, and again I saw the benevolence, benevolent countenance of my father. Um, he heard Elizabeth's voice and beheld cl- uh, Henry's." enjoying health and youth um he goes on to say oh blessed sleep i think it's kind of um i mean he's definitely missing his friends and i think this is in the time where um he's on the boat and he's trying to like chase down the monster i feel like it's very important and it kind of shows like just how um i think like sleep is like a symbol almost and then the fact that like i feel like a lot of people use sleep to escape their tra- their problems their trauma and it's kind of like how he ha- how he deals with his past experience how he remembers his family and how he gets to see them again but i feel like once he wakes up he's just left um completely miserable
0: yeah i, I think he's like having guilt of what happened to his loved ones, because they were killed innocently, like they didn't deserve any of that.
1: Yeah, no, they did not.
0: Yeah, um, I th- I thought when you said the sleep part, I was immediately thinking of Victor dying because sleep is kind of like death. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just temporarily. Um, I also yeah, like
1: and I feel like a lot of people are in our age use that as kind of an escape I mean it's kind of like taking away the pain for a moment you forget who you are you forget where you're from all you have is your sleep it's peaceful it's quiet it's basically death but for a shorter period of time
0: yeah I mean all your problems I mean I know I sleep sometimes to avoid my problems but like he's he's like using his sleep as like a like a revival of memory to those who have died
1: Yeah, almost to see his loved ones again, because I feel like he desperately needs that to continue on.
0: Yeah, like, throughout the novel, Victor, like, kept himself up about his work and got sick because of his, um, his, him not sleeping a lot, you know?
1: Yeah, I actually, I didn't think of it like that. I think it's also, like, what you just brought up, I feel like it's really important that Mary Shelley included that because I mean he missed out on so much sleep and now that he is finally like isolated, I feel like she added that in for a purpose.
0: Yeah, yeah, like sleep is almost like reviving him or Yeah. Replenishing him, I guess. <laughs> I think I think it's like a self-reflection kind of. Because now he has all this time by himself. And he doesn't really have to worry about anything because everyone died.
1: Yeah. Okay. Okay, what's your quote?
0: Okay, so my quote is from chapter 24, page 238. It says, my heart was fashioned to be susceptible of love and sympathy. And when wretched by misery to vice and hatred, it did not endure the violence of change without torture, such as you cannot even imagine. So this is Frank, the v- creature, the creature that Frankenstein made. And he's basically talking to Walton at the end of the novel where they're on Walton's like ship. And so I thought that this was, like, a good quote because it, it shows in the beginning that the creature was made and he was kind of, like, innocent, you know, and he wanted to be loved. But then when he was hated upon, um, he was also, he was, you know, suffering and his heart was tortured. And then that basically became what everyone wanted him to become, which was a monster. And so he, like, started killing yeah, out
1: of his for sure. I feel like that quote is very important, too. I think it's, like, symbolic almost of how the creature, like, grew up knowing nothing but, like, the world around him. I mean, he learned from, um, what was it, Staffy and, was it Felix,
0: yeah. I think? Yeah, it was. Okay, so,
1: so he watched them and basically felt love from a distance, almost. I mean, he put himself in the shoes of Staffy while she's learning and then learned from their family. And I feel like he had kind of a really big emotional attachment to them. And once he, uh, once they kind of screamed and yelled at him and all the basically denied him of love, I mean, he kind of lost a part of himself. And I feel like that part of himself was a really big chunk of his, um, what's it it called? His um, innocence, but also like joy and like love for the world.
0: Yeah, like, I think this, like, shows, this quote shows that everyone's human, and everyone has, like, feelings, um... (laughs) Okay, so basically, I thought the quote shows that everyone has feelings, and you should be, like, careful on how you treat them, and you shouldn't, um, treat them based on their looks and appearance, which is mostly what society does today, but it's, like, be careful about their feelings, because they could react to, because everyone reacts in different ways, like, one could be angry and seeking revenge, but the other one could be, like, sad and depressed, so, like, your actions definitely impact other people's lives. Okay, so we'll be moving on to questions, and Emily, do you want to go first?
1: Um, yes, please. So my question is, would you rather have loved and lost or completely been denied of love in itself?
0: Loved and lost? I don't <laughs> Well,
1: yeah, so, I mean, loved and lost is kind of where Victor is. And just completely denied of love in itself is where the monster stands. But at the same time, like, I don't think I could go through life knowing love and then just losing it i mean imagine like having the person you love most on this earth and then Mm -hmm. them just like dying and you have nothing left you know i don't i don't think i could go through that
0: oh i I see what you're saying so you're basically saying once you know the feeling of love and you lose it it's gonna be much more worse than completely not knowing the feeling at all
1: yeah i just Okay. I'm, I'm trying to put myself in their shoes, and it's just very difficult for me to, like, imagine either side. I mean, to never know love, I mean, that's basically human existence. We thrive on love and nurture, nurturement and everything like that. I mean, I don't know how we'd survive without either of them.
0: Okay, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I definitely get that, but at the same time, you could... Well, I would do love and loss because you would still get to experience that feeling. So it's something to hold on to. I mean, yes, it will hurt more, but at least you will get the experience, you know?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think it really just depends on the person. I mean, I don't know. I'm honestly right in the middle. I have no idea what I'd pick. <laughs> I
0: mean, they both have pros and cons to the situation. Yeah, for sure. Either way, you end up miserable. So, I don't <laughs> Yeah. I don't, I don't know what you're trying to say. Okay, um, my question is, why do you think the monster cried when Victor died? Kind of rhymed. <laughs>
1: well, to be honest, I think that the- um, Victor was the monster's whole reason for existence. You
0: yeah. You know, so But, once he, but he treated the, him bad. Huh? But he treated him badly, poorly. Victor- well, I also
1: think that maybe that could- I mean, he saw Victor has his ticket into a love relationship, I mean- he, even though Victor denied it, he, I think he, like the monster, deep down thought that if he took away his entire family, he might build the monster um, another companion because he's now empathized with and been in the shoes of the monster. You know, so I think that he also saw a missed opportunity, but also the thing that created him is now gone.
0: So, like Victor was the only thing that really. Like, like Victor was the only thing that he could hold on to because that was his creator, basically. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I get that part because, um, well, yeah, he's the one who brought him life. But in my okay, if I was the monster, I would not cry for Victor. I'm sorry. Like he gets what he deserves. Um, obviously, I wouldn't go far as killing every single person on the planet, but um, yeah, I wouldn't care for him because he hasn't shown that towards me.
1: Yeah,
0: I guess. I mean... I I guess the... But yeah, I do get that the monster cried for Victor because it's the only thing he could hold on to, and that's like the only person who actually knows of his existence. Well, basically. Because everyone else would just run away. They don't even want to get to know him, so.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's really the one person that the monster has ever really had an interaction with.
0: Yeah, okay. Um... So this is the end. Thank you for listening.
1: Yeah, thank you for listening.
0: Bye.